Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I don't think we can continue the conversation we were just having. Does Jeff Bezos' lady truly love him, or is it just for the money? It's Scott the, is concerned. It's the dough, man. Look at that well, guy. You, you, th- you right, think a, if he was parking cars <laughs> that he could pull that? No, he couldn't. He's in, he's in pretty good shape now, though. But here's yeah, the yeah. thing. It wouldn't matter, okay, if he looked like Clooney. If he didn't have the juice, that's part of it. That's a conversation for another time. There's a lot of stuff we got to get to Man, today. Wait, wait, wait to love line this weekend with <laughs> Scott and Jamie. <laughs> uh, let's start with the Hamas news, David. Yeah, the spokesman for Hamas agrees that the real point of the group's terrorist campaign against Israel was to gin up support for the Palestinian cause, and that's a good thing to him, even though it's led to many more Palestinian deaths, as Israel has been on the counteroffensive. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Bradley from NBC News interviewed him. This was a fascinating piece, and partially because of the content and then partially because NBC News actually aired it. I'm with you, man. Thought the same thing. Here you go. So you you got people in the streets, in capitals throughout the world, protesting in favor of the Palestinians. It cost you the lives of thousands of people, innocent people. Will you do it again? You've said you will. To advance that cause again. Will you kill more civilians to get more protesters in the streets of Washington and London? We are still fighting. You want us to stop? If we will stop now, you're asking for a ceasefire. What, what, well, if we will stop now, we will go back to the to the miserable situation, to humiliation, to, to be under the occupation. Okay. No. Oh, well, now we know. So you're not going back, is what you're saying? Uh, right. Okay. But yet, there's call for ceasefire. Yeah. To give us more time and to stop Israel right now, what they're doing. Yeah surrounding Gaza City. We want all that to stop so we can sort of regroup and attack them again. Yes. And you have millions of people around the world saying, yes, that's what needs to happen. Yeah, and a bunch of people in the United States repeating their talking points. We need the ceasefire, etc. And the only argument you have to, the only counter-argument you need to make is, did you know there was actually a ceasefire on October 6th? There was true. And then October 7th happened. Why in the world would any nation agree to a ceasefire with a group that violated a previous ceasefire in such a horrific fashion? You know, and this was just earlier this week, a Hamas leader, and on Megyn Kelly's show, they, you know, just put it into English so you could understand what he was saying. And maybe the dude thought at the time, well, you know, the rest of the world that doesn't speak this language will never know what I say, I guess. 
But, I mean, he made it clear what it was. Israel is a country that has no place on our land. We must remove that country because it constitutes a security, military, and political catastrophe to the Arab and Islamic nation, and it must be finished. We are not ashamed to say this with full force. We must teach Israel a lesson, and we will do this again and again. The Al-Aqsa flood is the first time, and there will be a second, a third, a fourth, because we have the determination, the resolve, and the capabilities to fight. Will we have to pay a price? Yes, and we are ready to pay it. We are called a nation of martyrs, and we are proud to sacrifice martyrs. The occupation must come to an end. Occupation where? In the Gaza Strip? No, I'm talking about all the Palestinian lands. Does that mean the annihilation of Israel? Yes, of course. On October 7th, October 10th, October 1 million, everything we do is justified. Well, there you go. That pretty much tells you everything you need to know. Two-state solution. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, They're not down with that. One thing That's I have. what they say. Believe them when they say that. Yeah. One thing I have noticed is troubling um, about all this is yes. the lack of diversity and equity mm. that's going on in Hamas right now. You see that people see any, are not no, represented I, 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 in I, Hamas? No, they're not. And I see no women that are mm. talking about Hamas. I see none. <laughs> That that look different than a Hamas guy does. That's uh, currently serving in the military in that capacity. I don't see any uh, landowners. I don't see anyone. I, I diversity and equity is something that uh, is a real issue with Hamas. I mean, man, and that's troubling. The representation of the Latinx community, or lack <laughs> David, thereof, David. I know. Is I know. Very troubling. Exactly. I, I and you certainly. I don't see any Europeans either. Mm-hmm. There's no one that looks like me, in other words. And damn it, I'm tired of it. <laughs> You're marginalized I am. in the Hamas community. That's right. Dang. You know, if you're Israel, we haven't played this in a while. I, I guess I just tend to think of things in simple terms. I go back to that Terminator line. It's the same thing, isn't it? Nothing's changed. I mean, if you're Israel and you're dealing with Hamas or Hezbollah. It can't be bargained with. <laughs> It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop ever. Until you're dead. That's it. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, story about the border, David. Yeah, Border Patrol unknowingly released an African terrorism suspect into the United States. Fantastic. After he was caught crossing into Arizona on October 3rd, one week later... Uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement was notified that he was wanted in Senegal for terroristic activities. ICE arrested him in New York City on October 17th. Bill Malugin from Fox News had this story, and he said he asked a source, how can something like this happen? A wanted terror suspect was roaming freely in the U.S. for two weeks after being caught coming into the country illegally. Oh, my goodness, man. And the response was, if Border Patrol checks come up negative, then they assume he's clear. If derogatory info is developed through another source, like an attache or biometrics info, that shows up later. Then it gets loaded into a shared database. Uh, Border Patrol doesn't have the luxury of sitting on these folks for weeks. Basically, there's so many people coming in. If you pass that original background check, then you're free to go. Don't you get the feeling again and again with so many in this administration, not only do they want us to fail as a country, they want it torn apart. I know that sounds crazy, but you take someone like Mayorkas, 
Homeland Security, and you were to make the argument he wants to destroy America, okay, opposed to making the argument he's doing everything in his power to protect Americans, which is an easier case. Well, it's not even close. A would be the easier case, yes. All of this is going on, and it's on purpose. You can't come away with any other conclusion. Seriously, not only should he and many others in the administration be impeached, I mean, they should be on trial. It's so disgusting. we got to get these people out of there. If not, I mean, we're not going to survive because you can't make the argument that they're really trying to protect American citizens when we've let this many people across and they know where they're coming from. The administration knows because we hear, well, it's like 173 countries. You don't know who's a terrorist and who isn't. Asylum seekers. It may be, but maybe not. How many terrorists need to get through? You ask that question, man. But you know who the real threat is? This is what this target guy Yeah, talking about conservatives mm. that were upset over the trans merchandise at the target stores. Speaking about people who are trying to wreck things, man. Oh, man. OK, so target the CEO, Brian Cornell, uh, was pressed yesterday about specific target products that generated a boycott. If you remember this past May um, and what he actually said was we've seen natural disasters, the impact of COVID, some of the violence that took place after George Floyd's murder. But I would tell you, what I saw back in May is the first time since I've been in this job where I had store members saying, it's not safe to come to work. There was very aggressive behavior at store level, lots of threats, destroyed products. They were very aggressive with our team members, personally threatening them, yelling at them. You know, they threatened to light product on fire in the store. We've been celebrating Heritage Months like Pride for over a decade now. We've never seen this kind of response. Okay, so if I'm to get that straight, what he's saying is there were people that threatened to light different products on fire in Target. Mm -hmm. They threatened to do it. And that could very well be true. I don't remember it. Mm -hmm. I don't remember seeing video of it. But we saw what happened to targets across the country in 2020, especially the one in Minneapolis. When they, when they burned that wasn't down. a threat. That happened. Yeah. In, but in, the in, threat of it's worse. Yeah, but but you could see the pain in their eyes as they were taking televisions out of Target <laughs> in Minneapolis. Right. I saw a lot of laughter and yelling yeah. at each other and and like high fiving. I didn't see much pain in the eyes at that time, but man, that's really something. Talking about and Target, it's not really doing all that much better than it was over the summer. There's, they're still suffering from. Well, again, you thought that was a good idea. You did it, and uh, you failed. Well, part of it, and I think a lot of people have said this over time, was it's one thing Pride Month stuff like that. When you're actively going after kids and the trans stuff, then parents said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's that's too much." Had it. Yeah, that's different than having a rainbow flag up there. No doubt about it. Um, And, you know, there is a whole documentary coming out from PragerU. This is all over X, formerly known as Twitter, as far as detransitioners, because this is becoming a bigger and bigger story. That's why, you know, in the U.K., they shut down a lot of clinics 
because they were getting sued. Um, I have part of the trailer. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, let's go. I haven't seen the show yet, but... I wanted to alleviate my pain. I also didn't want to be who I was. I always just felt like there was just something wrong with me, and I was trying to figure it out, and I used the internet to help me do that. Seemingly out of nowhere, we've suddenly seen a huge spike in media depictions and social media depictions of transgenderism. It's even reached the mainstream advertising world. The people who are consuming this are children, 13, 14, 15 years old. And it's so easy for them to literally be groomed. I just woke up one day and looked at myself in the mirror and asked myself, what the heck am I doing? When trans-identified kids are referred to specialized gender clinics, they're often told that they're going to get comprehensive, multidisciplinary mental health assessments. We know that that's not true. I was easy to manipulate. The ideology that has become dominant at these clinics is that trans kids know who they are, and therefore to question them is completely taboo. My childhood was ruined. Who's there for their detransitioning? Nobody. Nobody would help me because they had more concerns of me reversing everything did this thing to alleviate you get the idea yeah we've heard those stories again and again and they very did. very sad it's already sad yes that those kids have gone through yes. what they've gone through but then the hate directed at them for saying i've made a mistake yeah. makes it so much worse yeah it's disgusting it's just evil man so yeah we'll see what the reaction yeah, you're is. not allowed to say that after you have had the surgery you're not allowed yeah. That's ridiculous. Uh, one other thing, I just saw this quick news blurb because, and you've mentioned this, Scott, the Beatles had their, quote, new song out this yeah, week. Yeah, they did. Everybody's buzzing about it. Yeah. You know what one of the takes is? What's that? The Beatles sound like Oasis. Oh, my gosh. I mean. That's, it. That's interesting, <laughs> isn't it? it? Huh. The Beatles sound like Oasis. Yeah. This, <laughs> got it. Hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is that hilarious? Okay, uh, news update on the FBI. Straight ahead. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. The brain is unpredictable. Sometimes it works with you, and sometimes it gives you a hard time. But one thing's for sure. Getting your thoughts out is therapeutic. If you keep them bottled up, you can get exhausted, overwhelmed, or prone to outbursts. When you talk to a BetterHelp therapist, you can just say what's on your mind. In fact, the more honest you are about your thoughts, the better your therapist can help you sort out what's most important. And that makes you a better parent, friend, colleague, you name it. Life doesn't owe us any favors, but finding happiness doesn't have to feel impossible. With BetterHelp, just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist who shares your values. And it's easy to switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Plus, you can schedule appointments that are convenient to your schedule. Give it a try and say whatever's on your mind with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com motivate today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash motivate. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, every once in a while you have a thought. You're like, okay, is this just me? And you may call me out on this, David, Scott. Like, yeah. This has nothing to do with the other. You heard about the Democratic mayors yesterday, right? Meeting in D.C. Yeah. Saying, hey, we got to do something about the illegal aliens. They didn't say that. They said the migrants. Yes. We need funding. We need billions. Right. To deal with this issue. Yes. Right? Yes. And it was, you know, Brandon Johnson, Chicago, you know, people you would imagine would be there. Eric Adams, New York. All of a sudden, Eric Adams, oh, not going to be able to attend. Got to attend to something else here. I'm like, is this a coincidence? Hmm. No. The New York Times obtained a copy of the search warrant that the FBI used when it raided the Brooklyn home of Eric Adams' top fundraiser, Brianna Suggs. Well, this is interesting um, because they're trying to figure out, did Mayor Adams receive illegal donations from Turkey? I was with a turkey that gave him a turkey. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, okay. no. No, investigators are seeking information about a local construction company with ties to Turkey and a university in Washington, D.C. with ties to Turkey and Eric Adams. The search warrant also indicated that authorities were looking at whether the campaign kicked back benefits to the construction company's officials and employees and to Turkish officials. Hmm. Investigators were looking into whether foreign campaign contributions were given through a scheme where the donations were made in the names of people who did not donate the money. The report said uh, authorities were also investigating potential theft of federal funds, conspiracy to steal federal funds, wire fraud, and conspiracy to commit wire fraud. Now, the Freeling New York Times uh, noted that Eric Adams has bragged about how close he is to Turkey saying that he had visited Turkey probably more than any other mayor in New York City history. The FBI got multiple iPhones and laptops and numerous documents and other pieces of evidence from Suggs' home, including a folder labeled Eric Adams. Uh-oh. And seven contribution card binders. Uh-oh. Adams has not been accused of any wrongdoing, but he did immediately cancel all those meetings he had Thursday morning in D.C., <laughs> Yeah, so the FBI doesn't kick your door down to give you a citizenship yeah. award. I, yeah. When I first saw that breaking news, and especially because he reacted the way he did, it's like, I got to get back to New York. Yes. I thought, okay, there has not been another mayor more vocally critical of the way that Biden has handled this border crisis. Yep. This was a warning shot, man. I'm not saying that everybody involved is squeaky clean. Right. No, but... If he is not chirping as much as he is, I don't know that his top fundraiser gets raided by the FBI this week. I thought the same thing. It's a message to some of these other mayors. Might want to just quiet down. Yeah. 
about your, quote, migrant crisis. Big backyard fire going in Chicago this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay, biggest story today, if there is one. Uh, biggest story of the day, to me at least, is, I mean, there are always a couple. I mean, the fact that Border Patrol released a terrorist into the United States and didn't oh, know yeah. about it uh, until like a couple weeks later. That's a pretty big deal uh, on, on the note of the uh, immigration crisis. But um, also, of course, uh, you've got the spokesman for Hamas uh, talking to NBC News. An NBC News reporter is like, how can you be calling for a ceasefire when you're also saying you'll repeat the actions of October 7th over and over and over again until Israel is wiped off the face of the earth? Because that's what they do? Right. Yes. The other story I want to get to, David, you have it. This thought leader that says supporting Israel is like a disgrace to Martin Luther King. Yeah, what? Straight ahead. show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins okay i just see the story of a liberal thought leader who is this person uh one of the big names in critical race theory in that world uh also is you know has a lot of his materials being pushed into uh grade schools and what a lot of racial resentment stuff uh ta-nehisi coates familiar with that name Seems like I may have heard it. Well, yeah, he's he's not quite at the Ibram X. Kendi level in terms of fame, but uh, do all these people have three names? Yes, it's a it's okay. a requisite. Yes, it's a requirement. I mean, um, now he's all about Palestine because he's he's trying to glom onto the next thing, and that's what Marxists do. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, same message really. Right, because a lot of the uh, he he enjoyed a, a lot of fame during the. Uh, mostly peaceful riot season in 2020 of course because he was one of those guys who went out and told rich liberals that they should feel bad about being white and rich liberals said well if a black guy is telling me that i'll just throw money at him and then i'll feel better yeah that's i'll go to a couple of seminars and quote do the work right but now everybody has kind of learned that black lives matter was a scam and literally the organization itself was a scam and nothing has gotten better after listening to people like him. So now he's going to glom onto the Palestine thing for the next grift. Uh, he was on the left-wing news program Democracy Now! and talked about how supporting Israel, ironically the only democracy in the region, is a threat to democracy and justice. Okay, let's hear this. We have to stand on principle, man. We have to stand on principle. And if I'm a latecomer to the Palestinian cause, I'm also a latecomer to the cause of nonviolence. But I'm here now. You know, and, and, and knowing what that has meant to our history, you know, to our, there is no way in the world that we can leverage the memory of Dr. Martin Luther King. There's no way in the world we can leverage uh, the weight, the ancestry of our movement in defense of a war, in defense of indiscriminate bombings or refugee camps. We what? just, we can't do that. We can't do that. We would be a disgrace to, to, to our ancestors. 
I will just say that uh, I'm very optimistic about uh, the fight, and I think we're going to win. We are going to win. Yeah, who's we? <laughs> Go fund me. Let's right. crank it up again. Let's you, send them over. Lock and load, man. Get your plate carrier. I mean, that's all I can say. You know, I'm late to the party, but now I understand it. Mm-hmm. And I have confidence. What? You're going to eradicate the Jews? Gonna Does he even do know he's anyway, saying right? that? Uh, or is he too dumb? I think I think this is a guy who's just looking for the next grift. Okay. Yeah, you know, David, you're right, because there's a whole lot of that going on. There's one... a whole lot of the grift. The grift gets on top of things, and uh, they make some money off of it. Yeah. Or make a name for themselves somehow. You get invited on cable news shows and on radio shows across the country, and, you know. But still, man. And you're just a dope. I want to hear that one part again, because I, I seriously, there's one part that I really want to try to understand what he was getting at when he was saying, what was it? Uh, to the cause of nonviolence, but I'm here now. To the cause of nonviolence. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, it was nonviolent, calling... promoting nonviolence before, but now it's time to take up arms. No, I guess it's the other way around. He's he's I mean, he's all the ceasefire idea. Right. But the group that represents... But forget about the heads chopping? Right. You forget about that. Do you even know about that, dude? I, I have no idea. Wow. Okay. I, sometimes you, you know, are asked to explain others' viewpoint, which you really can't do. I feel like that's one of those where I could keep asking you, David, well, what does he mean by this? Yeah, right. I, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, man, I, yeah, I, I have no idea on that one. It's... It's kind of strange. Um, this reminds me of a question that was posed to Kamala Harris. You know, she's in the UK and had a little presser. I don't know if you heard about that or not. Um, but if you want to hear a little part, um, I could bust that out. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm always up for that. You know, okay. Um, because of the question, if you can hear it, say, are you a little worried about losing some support from some of your young voters, especially ones of color? Okay. Uh -oh. Yes. Erica. Yeah. Um, you're fresh off of a college tour where you were seeking to energize young voters, um, and particularly uh, voters of color you visited with. But as we've seen, campuses across the country have become places where we've seen a lot of dissent um, on the U.S. stance on the Israel Can war. Can you get to the question? And a lot of concern for the treatment yeah. of Palestinians and casualties. Um, is there a fear of your administration of alienating young voters, particularly particularly young voters of color? Uh, and what is your message to them? <laughs> because they're hurting right now. Okay. Okay. Kamala, I don't think this is so much word salad as much as it's you'll go in a circle stating the obvious, but yet never really saying anything. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's the Starting with the college tour, I initiated that earlier this year um, after they went back in session in the fall uh, because I do believe it is critically important that we listen to um, our young leaders and in particular our college age folks. And there are a number of issues that they care about and I want to hear directly from them about and be able to be there and also answer their questions. Does this feel like stall tactics? Like I'll take questions for a certain amount of time? Yeah, you run the clock out. Yeah, nope. that's, that's okay. That, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. 
Yes. Their questions. And so I have now talked with, through the college tour, over 10,000 students in exactly that way. And yes, of course, this issue has come up in, the, in one of the latest that I did in Arizona. And the point that I have made is that we have to agree that Israel has a right to defend itself after a terrorist attack. Okay. And All right. I do Stop appreciate that, um, that there is also a lot of concern about the loss of civilian life. And um, we, should, we should all be concerned about that. And I will continue to say exactly what I've said since the beginning, which is that it, the, from the rules of war to just what we all believe as human beings should be right, um, we don't want to see any intentional targeting of human life as it relates to civilians. Just for those young Okay, garbage. He's churning out <laughs> words. Just words. I, it's a, okay. You when, didn't say anything. No. When, no. Her her talent, if she has one, yeah, um, is the ability to when she is actually able to coherently put together a sentence. You know, it actually reads left to right, and it the words are in the right order and whatnot. The talent that she possesses is the ability to give a statement that is essentially a choose-your-own-adventure novel. <laughs> because that's it. It's, it's like, yeah. if you don't like what she said here, you can skip to the next sentence, and you, you might like what she said next. Yes. I want you people to vote for us, and I want you people to vote for us, but I understand that you people need to vote for us, too. Yeah. You know, the, the problem, too, is I think when she says it, you feel like... You have to understand it, or else you're just not as smart as Mamala. Maybe you if know, you're, you're a college you're, you're, student, no, for you're, the rest you're, of us, we're like, she's you're just slinging BS, man. But you know that people are shaking their heads, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and have no freaking idea what she just said, because she doesn't either. Well, honestly, I don't want to spend more time on it. There is a follow-up question. We, if you want, we can get to that later because we got what's your story and everything else. Because the followers are like, yeah, well, what do you say to these people? And then she regurgitates the same thing. Over yeah. and over Spoiler again. Now is that, yes, we want to make sure that because civilians do matter to us, they should matter to all of us. That's part of the fabric. Blah, blah, yes. blah, blah, blah. Nonsense. Like, what, what is Israel supposed to do then? Well, it's the artist with triangles. Okay. Well, what he meant by those triangles. Right. Is <laughs> okay. Uh, we do this every day about this time. Go around the table. It may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. What's your story today, David? Democrat Representative Jamal Bowman, the fire <laughs> alarm puller. This is the guy that... Oh, the fireman, he, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ahead of a uh, crucial vote to try to keep the government open. Uh, Democrats are trying to stall the vote as long as they could. Well, it just so happens that in the office building attached to the uh, Capitol, he uh, pulled a fire alarm. And initially he said, I inadvertently did it. Uh, and then uh, and then said he got confused by the signage because apparently it's easy to mix up fire alarm <laughs> with exit. <laughs> That was his, he thought somehow pulling a fire alarm would open the doors. And then the video that came out after he pleaded guilty to, I mean, not, not huge charges or anything, but intentionally pulling a fire alarm. 
when there was no emergency. He's going to pay a $1,000 fine, has to write an apology letter to the U.S. Capitol Police. We see the video where it doesn't look like he's struggling mightily with a door. You know, he's just, he walks up to the door, knocks a sign off the door, yeah. turns, pulls the fire alarm, and walks away, like in, in one motion. Yes. So I, he's lying, obviously. Right. Because if you really think, well, uh, uh, if I hit this button where it's, right. <laughs> it's going to open the doors. If that were true, what would you do? You'd go over to the door, you'd pull it, and then you'd sort of wait for the doors to open, or you'd at least check to see, did it unlock it? But he doesn't do that. No. He took off running. Yeah, right. Uh, so Manu Raju with CNN caught up with him and asked uh, asked him about this. Why Why did you initially say you didn't mean to pull the fire alarm or whatever? Uh, and here is the exchange. Why did you uh, plead guilty to knowingly pulling that fire alarm when you said that you didn't know it? Initially, you told all of us you didn't know there's a fire you know, alarm. I'm still talking about this, man. That's behind me. That's been adjudicated. We're done. Pay the fine, move forward, and three months he'll be dismissed. But you weren't—you didn't—you weren't straight about what happened initially. I was very straight. I was straight from the very beginning. You said you didn't know, though. I was straight from the beginning. Someone yes. did invoke that today on the House floor, though. What's that? A, 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 that incident—the fact that you had—you've actually pleaded guilty, and he is still just being charged. Yeah, whatever, man. That's all good. Any other questions about anything else? But, but can you just explain why you Come said on, that initially? Man, we already talked about this. Anything else? You know, right, you're not answering. Golly. I'm not going to talk about it. No. Yeah. And yeah, I stand by it, but I'm not going to defend it, and I don't have to. Manu. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> what a joke. Because I don't have to. Do you know who I am? Right. You're waiting for that to be next. All right, Scott, for what's your story? What uh, is your story You know, today? a lot of heavy lifting on days like today, and I thought, well, let's take a little break from it. Okay. Uh, this story I read today because it's something that comes up every year around Halloween. Uh, when people are giving candy to children, and in particular, Reese's Pieces or Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Now, the problem has been, across the country, people pronounce Reese's different. Some people say Reese's. Yes. You've been around those people, you know who they are. <laughs> Reese's. You know who they are? Well, Like the, it's bad? No. Is that bad? Well, they went to the source. And okay. Reese's says, no, no, no. Reese's is the possessive form of actress Reese Witherspoon's name. So it's Reese's, not Reese's. Stop saying Reese's. Knock it off. My 50-year crisis is now officially ended. Waking up wondering constantly. What if I say Reese's is my truth? You have to have pronouns. Right. <laughs> he, she, or he, her, whatever with her, she, her, she, her, <laughs> that chocolate. That's it, chocolate. There the you pronoun go. of chocolate is her, she. There you go. <laughs> They're perfect. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, for my story, what's your story? It's just that 70% of us think changing the clocks this weekend's a waste of time. I hate David, it. you brought up people in the 70s like they hated it. Yeah. Um, they gave the reasons why they hate it so much disrupts our sleep yeah it does it's an extra hour in the fall yeah i know but it, it disrupts yours yes how if it, if you're getting an extra hour because i'm used to just the whole process okay. the whole cir circadian rhythm isn't that it right you, uh, have to adjust the sleep schedule sounds like an insect yeah well, i get that in the spring more uh -huh. than the fall but yeah. whatever um it affects our mood and mental health well that can be possible uh -huh. when it's 
getting darker earlier. Yeah. The act of just going around and changing the clocks. That sucks. <laughs> I have one. That's it. The rest of them do it themselves. I bet it is a struggle for you. I hate it. I throw the damn yeah. thing across the room. I'm just... <laughs> flash, flash, flash. <laughs> no! Oh, I want to make a video out of that, right? Just it's Scott Robbins versus the hotel alarm clock. Hate him. Oh, if we could just follow him where he has for change. Yeah. You know, all of his different clocks, including the car and everything else, and just watch him scream uh, at it constantly. The car is on some sort of Pacific Rim time. <laughs> all right, we got to get to another news update. And a funny Halloween story on the way. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. There's a lot of great things about the holiday season, but it's also a stress factory. Dealing with shopping, travel plans, kids' events, plus all the regular stuff you need to do, it's easy to get overwhelmed. HelloFresh gets it, and they're here to give you a break from the meal planning and trips to the grocery store. HelloFresh has more than 45 options to choose from each week. HelloFresh delivers all the quality, farm-fresh ingredients you need right to your door, pre-portioned and ready to cook. They also have snacks, quick breakfast, and easy lunches to cover mealtime anytime. And you can even save money because HelloFresh is 25% cheaper than takeout. HelloFresh handles all the hard stuff so you can actually enjoy cooking at home again. Don't stress about mealtime. Sign up for America's number one meal kit today and you'll get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. That means one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. I'm sorry, man. I I, <laughs> I, I can't get over the the fireman, uh, Jamal Bowman, the Democrat representative out of New York who pulled the fire alarm, said it was a mistake, didn't mean to do it, then pleaded guilty, literally saying he intentionally pulled a fire alarm, but says that he has been consistent about his views well and then honestly acts offended that anyone would still be asking about yeah it's absolutely ridiculous manu we already talked about this no you never owned the fact that you misled people no that's obvious to anyone yeah we already dealt with that what's next that's it 
just what they expect, I guess. Might have seen this. The final episodes of Yellowstone aren't coming for another year. Jeez, man. There's the writer's strike. There's all that stuff. And then there's been the big, you know, blow up between Kevin Costner and the writer. And his ex-wife. Oh, there's all that stuff going on. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Costner won't be a part of it. The end. He's done, huh? Yes. Hmm. But there's going to be two other spinoffs. Well, there's... Yeah, so you got that There going. hasn't been enough yet. It's like Happy Days spinning off Laverne and Shirley and the do you Donnie like, Most show or whatever. Do you like the, the spinoffs? Because you love Yellowstone. I know. I, I don't watch the spinoffs. I, I know I should. People tell me I should, but I haven't. Oh, because it's on the Paramount Plus? No, I the, just don't want to watch them. I'm just done. You mean you have access to them? You just didn't give it the time? Yeah, I didn't even know I had Paramount Plus, but I do. So just... So we know you'd rather watch The Golden Bachelor than 1883. The Golden Bachelor was pretty damn exciting last night, sir. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. It is this odd thing, uh, Hamas apparently wanting to cease fire, but still saying, yeah, there's going to be more terror attacks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Over <laughs> and over and over again. That's what the spokesman for Hamas uh, said. Although what he says on English language interviews is different than what he says in Arabic language uh, interviews. That is true. Uh, I mean, two different audiences, and he's very good at trying to push propaganda out there to try to make his case, which is why... It is a relief to me to occasionally see some uh, journalists or reporters from U.S. outlets actually pushing the guy and actually having watched other interviews that he's done. So NBC News. This was a surprise, honestly, from NBC. Yeah, NBC News is pretty much the only mainstream media outlet in the U.S. to really publicize the fact and highlight the fact that Hamas has promised more attacks against Israel like the one that they carried out on October 7th. And so Matt Bradley is the reporter for NBC, and he pressed the spokesman for Hamas on that point. Yes. But how can you ask for a ceasefire? How can you ask for Israel to stop their aggression when you go on television in Lebanon here last week and say that you will continue your aggression? You will continue you to launch to, October yes, 7th what, what again want, and again and what again. What do you want us to do? To stop? If you're asking for to a stop? ceasefire... If you're asking for a ceasefire, it has to be two ways. No, I am talking that we want to continue against occupation. This is our national, our our, our legal right to fight against occupation. It is according to international law, according to all the regulations in the world. It is in Europe you fight against the Nazis. But then what happened on October 7th when there were clearly civilians who were killed? How would that make you a good partner to a peace negotiation with Israel? I don't don't have any details about it. Yeah, he doesn't know. He doesn't have indications of that? Yeah, no details. No. And then goes on to say, well, maybe some of that maybe happened by accident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Those people that got caught that then were interrogated said, yeah, go do whatever. 
and they did. It's just absolutely brutal what they did. You saw it. You heard about it. I mean, even Blinken, Secretary of State, was talking about it. Yep. You know, gouging out a dad's eye, chopping off the mother's breast. Then what they did to the kids with the fingers and then the foot. My goodness, man. Oh, that was just a little accident? Give me a break. Wow. Well, I'm glad NBC is at least doing that. Yeah. Having someone ask those questions. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, man... You wonder, as far as the guy from NBC, did he ever feel nervous? Because you could tell he was ticking the dude off. Oh, yeah. There was no doubt about that. The other weird thing is, as far as all the pro-Palestinian support that you see out there, it's interesting, you know, you got to do something as far as the aid into Gaza. And you wonder if these people know... There's still Hamas is still firing rockets out of Gaza every day. Yeah. Do you understand that that's still happening? Well, you also understand the aid's not getting to the people who need it. Is everybody clear on that? I don't think they are, to be honest. Well, you had that clip that we played yesterday. We don't have to get back into it, but you could tell there were some people on college campuses that are out protesting that have no idea what Hamas is all about. Oh, no, and now. There are reports that uh, trying to get south, uh, Hamas police units are killing civilians as they try to flee. <laughs> and the thing is, you wouldn't be surprised by that. But how many of the protesters in the United States are really going to know that? Now, there are some that absolutely will know and is for Hamas anyway. And then there's just dopey kids that don't know what the heck they're doing. Meanwhile, another story out there, Eric Adams. He's been complaining about the crisis of illegal aliens in his town. Doesn't say it that way, but that's what it is. Um, but he's also blaming certain migrants for an increase in prostitution. Yeah, apparently there's a growing problem with prostitution in New York City. And the mayor says it's been getting worse because of all of the migrants there, specifically the Venezuelans that have been showing up by the thousands. Uh, here's Eric Adams. Hmm. This is what happens when you create an atmosphere that people can't provide for themselves. You can't work illegally. You can't carry out your job. When I talk about the spiraling impact of how this is going to impact our city, this is what I'm talking about. It is going to impact the foundation of the quality of life of our city. You know, when anyone else brought up concerns about people that get to the United States that may not have skills. They could be taken advantage of. They could be desperate. Well, if you did that, you're xenophobic. Right. Then you get lectures about the Statue of Liberty and huddled masses. But again, all of this has been by design. There's no other way to explain it. When Biden took office, that was the plan. And they've executed the plan. And they created the problem that they want to have. I'm not saying Eric Adams was one of the ones making that decision, knowing that would happen in New York City. I don't think they planned on, you know, the governor of Texas starting to ship people up to New York City. But they absolutely wanted all of these people to come into the country. And now they don't know what to do. They're just trying to change the narrative some way. Well, again, it's you advocated for things you thought would never happen to you.
And it did. Pretty much that simple, isn't it? It is. You had your hand up. Yeah, oh man, boy, it would be great to turn Texas blue, wouldn't it? Let's right. just let those people come in. Right. And anytime Texas themselves are going to try to secure the border, we're going to go cut the wire. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to say, hey, you're floaties. That's illegal. Can't do it. Wow, man. Yeah. They want to destroy the country. Well, again, anybody else have a better explanation? Sorry, they would say reimagine. Yeah, right. Okay. Into a socialist country. It's totally changed the language. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Um, oh, I mentioned earlier, it's kind of a funny little trick-or-treat story. So I, you might think it's funny. Maybe not. Uh, this father in Alameda, California, says his kids go trick-or-treating. Somebody gave him sauce packets instead of candy. Well, it could David's be laughing his head off. Sometimes you need it at home. You don't have any. Right. Heinz ketchup, yellow mustard, barbecue, Taco Bell hot sauce. Well. Honey, McDonald's grape jam, soy sauce, all these different sauces. Very thoughtful, I think. You like that? Yeah. The dad, by the way, sort of found it amusing. Said single-serving sauce packets were recycled as treats. Well, somebody's got a great sense of humor. Uh, joked that some of these were a score since there's a shortage. And another person said, my son came home with a packet of Southwest Airlines pretzels. <laughs> Can't complain when he still has eight pounds of candy. Yeah. And then you got a message, Scott, um, from a <laughs> listener in the Quad Cities. Yeah, one of our buddies, Fester, who I hear from now and then. Yeah. Okay, so there's a couple guys in the Quad Cities do radio, Dwyer and Michaels, old friends of ours. Yep. And if you go back, what's it been now, 33 years, I shared a house with them. Me and Greg and Bill were buddies, and we all worked at the same station. And, you know, we were young and probably poor. <laughs> what? Poor, I said. Yeah, and, and, you know, it got a little crazy at times. We had a lot of fun. There's no doubt about that. Uh but our listener said, hey, and I, I guess they were talking about it on their show, and I forgot about it until it got brought up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. So we all worked at the same rock station, and we would get, like, boxes of cassettes of songs we were playing to just give away to listeners. And sometimes you would keep those in your car because if you're going to do a remote, you just have giveaways with yeah. you. That was part of the deal. And, yeah, I don't know that we had candy for the trick-or-treaters, and so we were giving out Steve Winwood cassettes. <laughs> See, I like Steve Winwood. I would have liked We were that. not fans of that Steve Winwood, really. You know, yeah, I think it was the Roll With It album. Yeah. Um, and then remember when Yes was doing like a reunion, but they couldn't use the name Yes, and it was Anderson, Bruford, Wakeman, and Howe? It was just ponderous and pretentious and bad. And so we would hand those out. And then, so I asked those guys, yeah, I have memory of this. And then, the, you know, I got the text back, yeah. And then uh, Billy said, yeah. And if you had a crappy costume, we had Trevor Rabin cassettes. See, again, this, <laughs> I love the Trevor Rabin. The solo one? Yeah. Who was also in Yes. Yeah. And there was another band called The, the Shaking Family. I don't know them. And we were handing the, those out if we thought your costume was bad, apparently. The, the Shaking Family? Yes. Yeah, I don't know anything I think they're out of Kentucky. The Shaking Family? <laughs> yes. I'm going to have to go back. I haven't heard that band in years. Because sometimes you'll go back and you know what? That's not that bad. Or you know what? Eh, that's bad. But, yeah, that, that can happen. 
Some of those kids, though, with Steve Winwood, that was a big record. I mean, well, you get that home to Dad, I, I bet he would have loved that. I can't huh? imagine the delight so, in their man. eyes when they got a Steve Winwood cassette <laughs> dropped in their bag. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want you to go away empty-handed. Part of the Halloween spirit. Oh, man. Could have been worse. Could have been Phil Collins. Oh, God. You like Phil Collins. That's why I said that. Okay, much more to get to. Uh, Christian nationalism is a bigger threat than Hamas. Said who? Get to that straight ahead. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. There's a lot of great things about the holiday season, but it's also a stress factory. Dealing with shopping, travel plans, kids' events, plus all the regular stuff you need to do, it's easy to get overwhelmed. HelloFresh gets it, and they're here to give you a break from the meal planning and trips to the grocery store. HelloFresh has more than 45 options to choose from each week. HelloFresh delivers all the quality, farm-fresh ingredients you need right to your door, pre-portioned and ready to cook. They also have snacks, quick breakfast, and easy lunches to cover mealtime anytime. And you can even save money because HelloFresh is 25% cheaper than takeout. HelloFresh handles all the hard stuff so you can actually enjoy cooking at home again. Don't stress about mealtime. Sign up for America's number one meal kit today and you'll get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. That means one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so we've heard President Joe Biden has said, hey, we're looking for a pause from Israel. Yeah. Okay, you got to have time to get, you know, hostages out, aid into Gaza. Right. Okay. And it seems like they're trying to thread this needle. Like, keep the far left part of their party happy enough. It's saying, we need a ceasefire. We're not going to support you anymore, Biden. So you got... Secretary of State Anthony Blinken over there, and he's meeting with the unity government in Jerusalem to push this pause operation for aid and all of that. Uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, he wasn't even waiting for Blinken to leave and offered up the statement. Yeah, that uh, that pause, that ain't happening. Uh, <laughs> uh, he said... Uh, any temporary halt to the fight against Hamas that does not include the release of our hostages uh, will not enable the entry to, of fuel to Gaza. 
he said the victory uh, for Israel will be sharp and clear and will resonate for generations. Said Israel's enemies aim to destroy the country and will fail. We won't stop until victory to destroy Hamas and attain the return of our hostages and the restoration of security for our citizens and children. Again, did not wait until Blinken left to make that public statement. Yeah, I mean, he he can't just sit there and get manhandled uh, by any diplomat from any corner of the world. No. And he's got to make it very clear that, you know, this is life and death, not only of individuals within my country, but life and death for my country itself. And the, the interesting thing to me is that you have leaders from Hezbollah and even Iran who are kind of abandoning Hamas because they don't think it's worth it in the end. Like, they're not coming to their rescue. Yeah, because there's, like, infighting there now Yeah, from what you hear. Well, the, the interesting thing is that the October 7th terror attacks started, they, they started working on it a couple of years ago, is, is when this plan really started coming to fruition. And there was somebody quoted from Hamas's leadership that said part of the equation was they were convinced that America would not come to the aid of Israel at all. And what interesting and, and and I get why they would have that assumption because you think, okay, well you've got this you know, if you're paying attention to uh Democrat politics, okay, you got a Democrat in the White House who mm-hmm. may not be ready to support Israel um because of the dynamics at play here in the United States. And also you might have somebody from Iran saying, Hey, we got people in that administration. We'll, we'll back your play. And then all of a sudden Joe Biden says, no, we're not doing this. We're, right. we're going to support Israel, um, which was a surprise even to me. I, I'm, I'm actually legitimately surprised that he said a lot of the right things um, with Israel. Um, yeah, it's interesting because there are different people writing also about how the Democrats that have supported Israel are starting to wane. Yeah. Like Chris Murphy, what a joke. You know, putting out his statement saying, you know, it's time for Israel's friends to recognize that the current approach is causing an unacceptable level of civilian harm and does not appear likely to achieve the goal of ending the threat from Hamas. They're they're only getting started. I was going to say, are you you some great military mind, Chris? How do you make that that call now? I urge Israel to immediately reconsider its approach. Okay, what do you want him to do? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. go on, buddy. Let's hear. It. Let's hear your big plan. You obviously know what what you're seeing right now is unacceptable. So, what are they supposed to do to keep their people safe? I want to hear the plan. Of course, there isn't one. Yeah, but what we all need to look out for is MAGA people and Christian people. Yeah. Who uh, said well, this? The Baptists are trouble. You know. Uh, yeah, there's a, a Brian Karam is his name, and he is a credentialed White House press corps member. Ooh. Well, okay. Um, and he wrote for Salon.com, far left rag, uh, MAGA and Christian nationalism are bigger threats to America than Hamas ever could be. And this whole thing is just spleen venting. It, 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 there's nothing to back any of it up 
Just feelings? It is total feelings. I'll just read some of the highlights. While the world burns, Speaker of the House Mike Johnson and the MAGA wing of the Republican Party is embracing the darkest verses of the Bible, apparently pushing for apocalypse with enthusiasm, only rivaled by Saul's slaughter of Christians before he changed his name to Paul. The House of Representatives, now run by Johnson, offers a discount version of the apocalyptic orgasm the Holy Rollers have dreamed of for years. They've renewed the Inquisition and seem determined to convert the U.S. into a theocracy run by people who will thump you with the Bible, but you but haven't read much of it. Okay. Yes. Where's the evidence of any of that? There's no evidence of it at all. Yes, throwing it at God. Oh, I, dude. So... It's like the Hill will do a hit piece on somebody with nothing to back it up. Right. It's, one, it's like the writer's feelings. You know, a person that's been brainwashed has a case of the sads, and they're just going to throw it out there, but there's no facts behind right. anything. That's pretty much Salon. Yes. <laughs> it's hilarious. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay. Biggest story today. Uh, biggest story of the day is, uh, to me, I think it's the spokesman for Hamas saying, well, yeah, I mean, we were kind of successful in uh, our October 7th terror attacks against Israel because look how much support we got for the Palestinian cause around the world, especially in America. Yeah, sad but true. Yeah, you're, you're a little gender studies uh, kid who's marching for a free Palestine and chanting from the river to the sea. Right. Hamas loves that kid right now. Yes. And if he took a little road trip over there, there's a good chance they'd, they'd kill, kill him. him. Yeah. But he has no clue of that. Thanks for the support. Now die. <laughs> okay. Much more to get to. Uh, oh, did you hear what Ron DeSantis said about Trump? Woo. That much more coming up. Camping Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, uh, Ron DeSantis, man, he's way behind in this primary. Yeah, everybody else. I mean, it's Trump and everybody else, basically. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the uh, Trump online influencers have been pretty obsessed with Ron DeSantis's feet, the boots. <laughs> the boots. It's kind of weird to me. I, I don't know. It's it seems like it happens in this phase of the campaign every time around where somebody wears something that may increase their height a little bit. Remember Marco Rubio with his little boots that he had uh, in, in 2015, 2016. Jeb Even Bush, the way you said that, his little, little boots. boots. Yeah. <laughs> Even Jeb Bush cut a, the lamest guy in America, Jeb Bush, cut an ad making fun of him. Remember it was the old, these boots are made for walking, except oh, it was yeah. these boots are made for flopping. Which didn't make any sense, but... It's such it, dorks that run yeah. these campaigns. Uh, DeSantis was asked, though, about the uh, alleged controversy about whether or not he's wearing lifts in his boots or whatever uh, during an interview with Eric Bowling on Newsmax. Yes, he did. This is no time for foot fetishes. We've got serious problems as a country. We've got war in the Middle East. We've got terrorists coming across our own southern border. We have an American dream that's out of reach. 
for millions of Americans because of the Biden inflation and the high energy prices. We've got schools that are indoctrinating kids, not educating kids. And we've got cities that are being overrun by crime. And I know people want to try to divert onto other issues. I know uh, Donald Trump and a lot of his people have been focusing um, on things like footwear. I'll tell you this. Um, you know, if Donald Trump can summon the balls to show up to the debate, I'll wear a boot on my head. <laughs> you know, that's pretty funny. When he started the line with we don't have time for foot fetishes. Yeah, th- it, that came off as really planned. Yeah. But the ending, I thought he landed very well mm-hmm. as far as just smack talk goes. Yeah, I get his point. People are <laughs> getting caught up in the whole boot thing, and there's bigger issues. Yes, that is absolutely true. No, they're selling the golf balls now, too. The golf balls. The DeSantis campaign are. Ron DeSantis has a pair. He shows up, and you can buy the golf balls. Did not know that. Yeah. Do you like that? Do you think that's good? Oh, I don't know. Trump will find a way to go go at it even better. Once you start the personal mudslinging, mm-hmm. I mean, Trump's a pro. Well, I'd be surprised if Trump doesn't <laughs> doesn't actually just challenge him to play golf. <laughs> remember he did that with Obama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do remember that And now. he would. He'd beat him. There's no doubt about it. I have no idea what DeSantis is as a golfer. But the whole thing about the footwear, because I, I think it was on, I listened to a couple of different shows um, if not every day, there are a couple I'll go to for the interview stuff. And I think it was Megan Kelly's show, but they were doing a deep dive on the boots and how people seem to be really tracking with this story. And then the specific inserts you get for the boots that actually raise your height because you got the boot already that's going to make you look taller. Right. But then with this particular insert, you gain another inch and a half of height. But it makes you appear like you're standing on your tippy toes. Yeah. Which Turban is an stilettos. odd look. Yeah. Yes. And I think it was uh, another show, what is that, from Valuetainment, that he was doing an interview with the Santas and asked him if he wanted to try on his shoes. I think he was trying to get yeah. DeSantis to take his shoes off. Did you see that, David? I, I saw a blurb about that, yeah. Is that what happened? And I'm just, yeah, I'm, I, I think it was like, yeah, take your shoes off, kind of. <laughs> Let's see those lifts. Kind of it's crazy. It is. And where we're at right now with DeSantis, because I saw someone wrote a piece that he's become this laughing stock of the whole campaign, out of more than anybody else. Personally, I don't see it that way. Do you see it that way? No, I, I think it's more of a just sort of a shrug, you know, Man, I thought it'd be a little bit different. I thought he would come out a lot stronger. And I don't know if I, I yeah, I, I don't see him as a laughing stock so much. I kind of roll my eyes when some of the uh, the pro Trump uh, people on online try to go after DeSantis every five mm-hmm. minutes because like eight months ago they were singing his praises. So it's like, okay, hold on a second. I know that it's politics and people go back and right. forth and all that kind of stuff. I, I get it. I understand that part. But, um, yeah, when they're saying, like, now he's a rhino, deep state shill and all this stuff, it's like, okay, guys, settle down, all right? Take a all and, and a bubble bath, all right? But <laughs> it's been a little bit, um, but it has been, you know, 
if you're a diehard DeSantis fan, you have to be disappointed in the way that the candidate has performed, at least on the national level. Well, okay, I guess I look at it this way. And I, I mean, I'm more of a person that I would say, as a rule, you dislike most politicians. You just don't trust people. Well, and you're not you're, yeah. you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. No right. pun there. But, <laughs> you know, and we've talked about that with DeSantis. Like, I know early on you were saying, David, I feel like there's something we don't know about him. Yeah. And I don't know that we ever found that out. Um, but, yeah, as far as, you know, him at the debates, he did fine. But it wasn't like he won the debate. That sort of thing. Yeah. So I guess my opinion of how he would be as a president hasn't changed. I still think he would make a great president. Has that changed for you, Scott? No, not at all. David? Oh, I think he'd be a great, yeah, absolutely. It's just how he's campaigned, I guess. Yeah, well, I think okay. part of it, yeah. too. What a stiff. You know, speaking of the <laughs> online people, his campaign is way too online. And, you know, maybe there is a difference. We'll see once people start casting votes, because there could be something massively different that right now polls aren't catching. But who knows? I don't, I don't think so. I'd be kind of surprised at this point, but we'll see. Well, okay, last thing on DeSantis before we move on. Because I also heard this criticism from people that are supposed political experts on how to run campaigns, that it was a really terrible move to after to ever start going after Trump the way he did. But I remember for a long time, yeah, people were saying he doesn't respond to anything that Trump says. Yeah, he's, he's going to go have after to Trump. respond. Yeah. And then when he did... There was a little mistake <laughs> yeah. made. Yeah, that, that was a bad idea. What's your opinion of that? To me, it's all well, kind of moot until those two guys are in the same room together. I think if That's you're if you're trying to fight your way up the hill, you got to do something different because he wasn't moving. The polls weren't moving. But when he started going after me, he went down. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't know. You, you, I saw where he was sending weapons to Israel today. Yeah, he's he's very much I mean, involved in he's that. He's doing stuff. Oh, what he did as far as. Getting people out of there yeah. and back to Florida? Yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think he saw any bump. No, that. I, that's the thing, right? I mean, you see that and you go, eh. I know. It's like people have their minds made up, it seems like. Yeah. So, anyway. All right, moving on. Um, there is a Democrat representative that's mad about what? Oh, about uh, the about an effort to prevent Biden from banning plastic straws. So the Biden administration what? is trying to get rid of plastic straw use on federal land because that's necessary, apparently. Uh, well, Republicans in the House uh, passed an amendment to a bill that would fund uh, the depart the particular department that is um, pushing this, and it would stop the Biden White House from banning plastic straws. Democrats are angry about it because apparently it's a waste of time to even try to stop it, even though it's not a waste of time to try to do it. It's very odd to me. This is Maine Representative uh, Shelley Pengree. Okay. Honestly, I don't even know where to start. Uh, we are dealing with enormous challenges in the world, and, and we're here debating a plastic straw. I don't know about you, but I have an ocean uh, border that's longer than any other ocean border in the United States. So reducing our amount of single-use plastic is important. Whether or not it's our job in Congress to decide what kind of straw should be used or exactly how these should be, uh, bans should be implemented, I just don't think it's something that we should be doing at midnight uh, when we have a lot of big problems to deal with. <laughs> 
you know, there is this thing, and this is sort of a wider point, because you talk about climate change and how many people are freaked out by climate change. And then there's, you know, the plastic straw debate. Okay. Not to mention how many people have come across the southern border illegally and all the garbage and trash left in its wake all over the place. You have to forget about all of that. You see what's happening in Israel right now and the war with Hamas and the possibility of World War III. And all of this stuff all of a sudden seems like it's very minor. Yeah. Even to the dopes. Well, Hunter, it's like a wake-up call. Like, oh. Hunter split from his dad on this one because he wants the use of plastic straws to continue. Right. You throwing out a little cocaine joke there, Scotty? I know. I'm hurting it, right? I'm hurting every <laughs> addict in the world when I say yeah. that. Yeah, when I mock Hunter. That was his op-ed in USA Today that David stupid. went through yesterday. Yeah, I know. Shut up. That was something, huh? Shut up. Here's a little stat for you. Just happened the other night. I went into a store. I heard Christmas music. Here we go. Oh, yeah. I've cr- TV commercials all of a sudden just switched. Boom. Once you get past it's Halloween. It's all Christmas right now. All Christmas. Yep. The average person is going to go to 10 holiday events this year. Golly. I, who are these people? I, what do you 10? mean? 10? Yes. Are you serious? Well, that includes Thanksgiving, Christmas, get-togethers. Uh you like them. I'm out of the loop, man. I haven't gone to a Thanksgiving gathering or Christmas gathering in years. You don't get together with your family on Christmas? My family. I think that counts. Yeah, that, that counts. Not eight times, I don't. <laughs> I love my family, but there's a limit. Come on, man. It's just ten events. Okay. All right, so Thanksgiving would be one, and Christmas is one. Okay, it could be your kid has something at school that would be an event. That sort of thing. There's I think that's three. what they're talking about. Yeah. I mean, well, then there's the, the, you know, if you have a significant other, there might be their work party. Then you have your work party. Right? Okay, there's five. Well, if you, it depends on how many kids you have. There might be one for each kid or five two, kids, then whatever. there's ten. I mean, listen, man. Of all of us on this show, you like this more than David or I, to be honest. Because you don't know what more. you're talking about. You do like I, Christmas I go to parties. one other Christmas party that you guys don't go to. One. Yeah. But you love it. You go. You sound like the old curmudgeon on the show. But you're like, hey, hey, you, you going to the party? I'm looking forward well, to the party. Well, I mean, you know, I could win a uh, $25 <laughs> gift certificate to Wings or Us. Oh, you, li- you like that. It's okay. I don't mind it. <laughs> I don't you, know if I don't live for it. No, you enjoy it. It's and seeing it's, different people, and I, it, I do. And you see I, others there. There's significant others that sing your praises, that, and you like to hear. I yeah. love listening to you on the radio, and then that just see, lights you yeah, up. It's terrible. That's what not, do you mean it's terrible? It's not true. No, I like that going is. to parties because people compliment me. Shut up. <laughs> I got no control over any of that. Look at David laughing. <laughs> well, you. We yeah. both know it's true. God, it's terrible. You're terrible. Well, he doesn't force anybody. Terrible? He doesn't force anybody to compliment him, but no. But you eat that. I like, like I love that. It. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, you're getting pissed. I spent half my night apologizing for you guys while you're not there. <laughs> <laughs> Long time ago, I quit drinking, and then it's just you know. Sometimes I quit drinking too. I know. 
But, it, you know, compliments sometimes, honestly, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't know what to say. No, no, no. You you're drunk like, tell me com- more. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Your drink of choice is people's praise now. <laughs> I love busting you on this. Suck. <laughs> you're not going to be mad all the way up to the Friday Five, are I'm you? not going this year. Yes, you no, are. I'm you not. Should. I they love you. No, I'm not going. Come on. You'll be there. All right, we got to get to another news update and set you up with the big Friday Five. It's a fun one this week. Coming up. Our generation didn't wear bike helmets. We drank from the hose, rode in cars without seatbelts, did things that are unthinkable today. But we're not invincible. These days we have doctor's appointments, multiple medications, and chronic conditions to manage. Fortunately, there's Teladoc Health. Teladoc Health brings together all of your health care into one program, including everything from primary care to chronic care management. Learn more at TeladocHealth.com. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C Health.com. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Hey, have you ever been ripped off? It sucks. Having a daily reminder of it is even worse. If you shave with a well-known Big Razor brand every morning, you might be thinking more about how much you paid for the blades than about how smooth your shave is. I'm Andy, the founder of Harry's. We give you a high-quality shave and an expertly engineered product for a fraction of the price that the big guys charge, with no compromises. They have five blades. Harry's has five blades. They have a lubricating strip. Harry's has a lubricating strip for extra glide. They have a trimmer blade. Harry's has a trimmer blade for the hard-to-reach areas. They charge up to $4 per blade. Our German-engineered blades cost as little as 2 bucks. Big brands charge higher prices because they can. Harry's keeps you in mind, focusing on high quality at a fair price. So stop rinsing cash down the drain every morning. Get a great shave for a fraction of the price with Harry's. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash refresh. That's harrys.com slash refresh. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. I just saw this, and I, I don't know how much of a news update it is, but it made me laugh. Um, there's a guy who says that he's a girl on uh, TikTok. I know that's, like, not breaking news at all. There's a lot of a lot of people who are very mentally ill or confused or, I don't know, something else. Um, yeah. And apparently on TikTok... There is a uh, a filter you can use that uh, using the magic of AI, it'll look at your face and then generate an anime version of you. And oh, okay, so uh, this guy is mad though because the computer keeps recognizing that he's a dude and generating <laughs> male anime avatars or pictures of him. He's saying that the AI is misgendering him. Oh, God. And he's freaking out about it. He keeps trying to, like, do his hair different ways. 
and take all these pictures. And so put this out there. Here's the audio Walter of it. Walter keeps misgendering me. Look. No way. No way. <laughs> okay, we're going to try this. Hell no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, let's try again. <laughs> what a weirdo. It reminds me of the other one I saw and heard of the person talking about being misgendered with someone at a restaurant. They didn't mean to. They, he was, like, calling for the person to be reprimanded, and this happens, and it's like a knife to the heart. It's like the N-word to a black person and all right. of these things. Like, really? Get over yourself. Or, My goodness. Or, I'm or sorry. shave the beard if you want yeah. to be a woman. Yeah. Oh, that's the first step. By the way, when you had long hair, Robin, did you ever get misgendered at somebody that saw you from behind? No. I did. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Like, ma'am, and then you turn around. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, oh, no problem. Yeah, I got long hair. I mean, what are you going to do? Didn't mean to do it. Man, these people, man, they freak out. There's no doubt. You know what? We got to get set up for the Friday Five. Um, this was suggested of basically something that Biden has said and Kamala Harris, you know. What is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran? Don't. Don't, don't, don't. Someone said, you guys should do the greatest songs of all time with don't in the title. And then we looked. There's so many. Yeah. So we decided, okay, there's a way we could do this. The greatest songs of all time with the word don't, but it, don't has to be the first word in the title of the song. There's still a bunch of great songs that have don't as the first word in the title of the song. So think about it. And then think, okay, what would be in your top five? You want to get in early? 1-888-485-MVCR. And we'll kick it off next. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's Friday. That means our countdown, the Friday Five. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f*** out of here, all right? The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Okay. Friday Five, countdown we do every Friday. Take a little break from news. Although this Friday Five incorporates news, suggested uh, it's got somebody on our Facebook page. Yeah, Facebook page, and I thought it was a good suggestion. I brought it to the table, and I like it. We agreed. Songs with don't in the title, based on, well, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, with just words of warning to Hezbollah or Iran. Don't, 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 don't. And it's meant a lot. (laughs) Well, not so much. Um, but we looked at all these songs with don't in the title. Don't. Yeah. And, man, it was too big. 
So we decided, all right, it would have to be don't is the first word in the title of the song. Oh. And that we could do. Don't even think about it. I feel like that started <laughs> don't. with don't. Right. Right? Um, there's other things where you could say, uh, I don't know what I said. Uh. <laughs> that would be uh, I. That wouldn't work because don't wasn't the first word. Get it? Right. Okay. So, man, I just made Van Camp crack up. It's always a win for me when that I happens. Haven't, I haven't heard that clip in a while, and it just yeah. always makes me laugh. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. So who's up first today? Uh, let's talk to Brian calling in from Northern California. Hey, Brian. Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Man, representing NoCal in a great way. Yeah, the red part of NoCal. I love it. You know. Yes. Great state. Got to just be on the right side of politics. <laughs> yes. There you go. Well said. Hey, uh, for Joe Biden, you know, I love to whisper his don't. How about don't bring me down by ELO? Yes. Good call. Number three. I really, really love this song. So we go through this together a lot of the time. Big hit. Big test of timer. Yep. Absolutely deserves the top five, yes. Yep. Well done. Good song. Yeah, you still hear it a lot. That thing just comes out of the gate at uh, hitting your VU meter at about 90 and stays right there. Never yes. moves. And if you're ever in the room with Robbins when it comes on, you will hear him do the ooey ooh part. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't do it there. Well, I chose to let the, the band do it. I think, you know, just I want to encourage you to just let it roll, do baby. You? Yes, yeah. I do. Do you? I do. Okay. Who's next, Thanks. David? Uh, let's talk to Greg in Portland. Hey, Greg. Gentlemen, you guys are huge in Costa Rica. <laughs> All right. Number really, one in Greg, Costa you don't Rica. say. All right. Appreciate and, that. Uh, I wanted to go with uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy, but that wasn't on your list. So uh, I'm going to dedicate this song to my wife, Monica, whose tongue also moves a million miles an hour like that auctionist uh, congressperson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. We're going to go with uh, Journey. Don't stop believing. Don't. Wow. You're going to have a great weekend, bro. Number one. Don't stop did everybody have this at number one? Yeah, that was, that was yeah. the unanimous one. I mean, it's a, that was a hit. It's iconic. It, it's totally a test of timer. That song's playing on the radio somewhere right now. Yes. And I think I get burned out of it or burned out on it and, mm -hmm. you know, don't want to hear it for a while. And then when you hear it again and just listen to it with fresh ears, like, man, that's a really well done song. Great song. It's just... It just is. It's a great yep. vocal. It's a great guitar. I mean, all of it together. It's fantastic. I'll tell you, man, there are a lot of great songs that didn't make it. We had to limit it down, and the way we did it was we each chose our five, and then we each had seven honorable mentions. So, like, don't worry, be happy. That did not make the honorable yeah. mention cut this time around. It's tough to get on this yeah, one. Yeah, it is. All right. Songs with don't. First word in the title. And who's next, David? Well, let's talk to Woody in Vancouver. Hey, Woody. 
Hey guys, love your show. Today when you divulged the Friday Five category, I got seriously confused. I wasn't sure if I should dial the phone or pull the fire alarm. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man, it's easy to... Sorry, we need to be more explicit in that. That's great. <laughs> Don't. You know, un unfortunately, I did both, so now Mrs. Woody is currently dealing with the fire department at the front. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, my song, Elton John, Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Oh, man. With Kiki D. Yep. She was the first artist signed to Rocket Records, which was Elton's own label. Really? That he had at the time, yes. Man, I didn't know that. Yep. And I got something to tell you, Scott, from knowing you for over 30 years that you probably don't know. I had that on a 45 still somewhere. And it's got Rocket Records on the label. Yeah. Yep. Is that worth anything? I don't know. Probably not, but you got the picture sleeve with it? I don't know. Yeah. No. Problem. My older brother made fun of me for buying that 45. That was a good song. Yeah. Not one of the biggest rockers in my collection, but I like that song. No. All right, David, who's next? All right, let's talk to Matt in Idaho Falls. Hey, Matt. Hey, how are you guys doing? Happy Friday. You too, Matt. Hey, Matt. Thanks for checking in. Hey, I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Tom Petty. Don't do me like that. Yeah. Yes. Number four. Don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. Well, I love you, baby. Don't, 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 don't. Speaking of my brother, that's how I got to know Tom Petty. Don't do me like that. He has this record. It's a great record. You know that originally when he wrote that song, he wanted to uh, send it to the Jay Giles band? But during the sessions for the bed of been damaged torpedoes. Yeah. Yes. Um, the producer said, No, that's you. You gotta you gotta put that song down. I did not know that. Yep, the great Jimmy Iovine said that, yes. Wow. That's cool. How many times has that happened where you have an artist that will write a song for yeah. somebody else and someone in the band or someone around says, No, 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 no. Yeah. Thing that's, is I can hear Jay Giles doing that song. I can't do Yeah, too. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But I don't think it would have been as good. No. Wow, that's pretty cool. All right, so we already got number one, number three, and number four. Songs with don't as the first word in the title of the song. Who's next, David? Uh, let's, t let's talk to Bushman in Groveland, Illinois. Hey, guys. Hey, Bushman. Long, long, long time listener. First time. Don't. <laughs> hey, I got it just for clarification. Is it Bushman or Bushman? Uh, M-A-N. Bushman. Okay, cool, man. Thank you so much for checking in and being a long-timer. Love. Oh, yeah. Love your show. It's awesome. Anyway, I got uh, Old Man River, Don't Be Cruel, Elvis. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, dude. Don't be cruel. Who heart is true. Am I the only one that voted for E? Yeah. That put him in the five? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, you are. Okay. Don't stop you know, fun fact, he also wrote this song for the Jay Giles band. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I thought he wrote it for Cheap Trick. <laughs> they did a nice cover. They had a hit with it. Sure they did, yeah. I, to me, man, that still stands up. I still love hearing it. I think it's really good. I think I'm just the biggest Elvis fan of the sh on this show anyway. No question about that. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
You really don't like Elvis that much, do you, Scott? I really don't. I it's okay. I <laughs> That's mean, my, all right. My parents listen to him. That's fine. That's yeah. cool. All right, who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, right. Mary. Good to hear your voice. Hey. Well, it's good to be on. And, uh, of course, I love listening to you guys all, every day. But Friday is fun. And my song today is going to be Don't Stop by Fleetwood Mac. Yes. That song was massive. That's a test of timer. Yep. Didn't quite make the five. Bill Clinton ruined it for everybody. Yeah, it did happen that way. I can still see him sashaying on the podium to don't stop. Yes, there was that, and then it was Al Gore and Tipper. Yeah, even worse. He couldn't dance. Well, he's made of wood. (laughs) It's hard for the wooden boy to dance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. They don't want to win so much. (laughs) Okay, got time for one more real quick? Uh, Yeah, let's talk to Dan in Eugene, Oregon. Hey, Dan. Hey, how are you? Doing great, man. How about you? Uh, just living the dream here in Eugene Springfield. Yes. What you thinking? Don't. Um, you know, when I listen to Kamala and when I listen to Joe, it just kind of stings. So I'm going to go out with the uh, police. Don't stand so close to me. Oh, yeah, man. Did you play that one at the top 40? Oh, yeah. I thought so. David, not the biggest police fan, if we're to be honest. Yeah. We don't want no more police. Get back here. Hey. Wow. Give him a break, Plus, okay? It was big. That was very big. Especially now as the father of a daughter. I'm like, Sting, get the hell away. Wait, is it, no, Sting is telling the girl, keep away from me there, uh-huh. jailbait. Yeah. But. But He'll what? be watching you. Well, that was a couple albums later. Yeah. Yeah, happens. But she turned 18 by then. Oh, gee. Okay, anyway. Songs with don't. First word in the title. That's the Friday Five. Get the number. 1-888-485-MVCR. And we'll wrap it up next right here. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back. 
because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-330-2100. 800-330-2100. That's 800-330-2100. Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, got a news update. The Robbins trifecta coming up. Before we get there, uh, the Friday Five today. Uh, songs with don't as the first word in the title. That's your number one right there. By the way, this was all based off of Biden telling Hezbollah. Don't, don't, don't. Very strong. And he goes, man, you guys should do mm-hmm. songs with don't the title. So. If he says it four times, a genie pops out of the bottle. <laughs> so that was your number one. Then we had ELO, Don't Bring Me Down, number three. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Don't Do Me Like That, at four. We've had a bunch of great honorable mentions and more to get to. Who's up next, David? Uh, let's talk to Johnny in Salina, Kansas. Hey, Johnny. Yep, brothers. Johnny! Johnny. Great to hear from man. you, man. Yeah. Yeah, you guys too, man. It's been a great week. Love listening to you guys as always, man. Hey, Thanks, man. Uh, real quick, I'm just going to kind of get into it. I'm going to go with the uh, – if to me, it feels like it's out of left field, you know, because you don't ever hear it anymore. But how about we go with, man, the Human League? Uh, don't you want me, baby? Yeah. Wow. A Robin's favorite. Well, I don't hate the song. I played it a lot. And I still hear it a lot. Where do you hear it? Classic hits. Really? Yep. Yeah. That was that whole new wave pop sound. Yeah. Very big in the early to mid-80s. Yes. That was a number one song, wasn't it? That yep. one sure was. Yes. And they followed it with another number one. Oh, the second one wasn't very good. Human? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a ballad. And then they had one other hit after that? I don't know about that, but okay. maybe. All right, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Dan in Springfield. Hey, Dan. Hey, how you doing? Good, Dan. Dan. What you thinking? Well, hey, a lot of the ones that I were that I was going for were taken, so I'm going to go with uh, "Don't Stop Me Now" by Queen. Oh, good call. You guys are talking about the good thing. Oh, was that a big hit? Uh, not really, no. I don't think no. so. I mean, I... No, I feel like gained in popularity later. Yeah. It had a resurgence after uh, the movie Shaun of the Dead. There you go. Because there's a scene in the tavern where they're, they're uh, hitting a zombie with pool cues, and it's synced up to Don't Stop Me Now. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's great. Well, there's a piece of trivia right yeah, there. So. Well, that explains it, man, how it got popular later on. Yeah, it, was so, cart- it was like, a, wasn't it like in a Disney movie of some kind, like a Trolls or something, too? I don't know. may have been, but Could I know be. that's how a lot of my fellow millennials got into uh, uh, Queen, was hearing that song, because that movie also ends with um, uh, You're My Best Friend. Oh, yeah. So, that makes sense. Okay. All right, who's next? On with the countdown. Uh, John in Portland. Hey, John. Morning, gentlemen. How y'all doing? Doing Good, great. Good. Hey, I love it when you guys are all together. Otherwise, it's like missing one of you, Larry, Moe, and Curly. I can't figure out which one, but I'm glad you guys are all together. Oh, thanks, I'm going to go with the, the uh, current administration from Simple Minds. Don't you forget about me. <laughs> there you go. Number five. Don't you. Okay, that's a big hit. That's the timer for sure. I do like that song. I do too. You know, so some songs are like a, certainly a product of their time. I would want to hear a remix of that instead of that with some sort of guitar. I bet it'd be cooler. A product of its time for sure. Yes. But it holds up. Yeah. It's on. Yeah. All right. Who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to Scott in Oregon City. Hey, Scott. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Love your show. Thanks, when Scott. I had long blonde hair. I used to ride. Good morning. Used to ride around with my dad, and people would ask him, hey, who's that blonde I saw you with? And he'd go, that was no blonde. That was my son. <laughs> I want to do um, Don't Fear the Reaper. Blue Oyster Call. Well played. Number two. Number How did we get burning for you instead of uh, Reaper? I have no idea. <laughs> I certainly thought Elton was coming there. I know. Like, what? No, it's Reaper. Don't fear the Reaper. I don't know how that happened. I don't know. We, we, we'd switched automation systems a while ago, and like we had the, uh, whatchamacallit? Uh, yes. The karaoke version of a song last week. We did, man. You know, okay, before the end of the show, we got to make that right. I got to hear Reaper now. That's like an OCD thing. I'm not going to be able to get through the rest of this without hearing Reaper. <laughs> you got to make it right. Okay? This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show. <laughs> I'm not joking. I got to hear it. Yeah. We got to get hold of it. All right, David. Uh, switching gears to the biggest story today is what? I'm glad that y'all both heard the wrong song, too, because I thought I was going Fetterman here. All right. <laughs> Like man, that, wait a second. That's I'm in burn, that's burning for you. That ain't, I was like, wait, that ain't Reaper. Is that from Don't Fear the Reaper? I thought that was a whole different song. <laughs> yeah, I smell toast. What's going on? <laughs> I'm like about to start shouting Eagles out of nowhere. <laughs> oh man, if we get Godzilla next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right. We got to get to our news update and the Robin Strifecta and a block of Blue Oyster Cult coming up. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial. 
the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, we got to get to your trifecta, your top three stories of the day. David's got a news update. Before we get to that, I just want to roll out. Okay. Finished our Friday Five countdown song. Yes. Don't. It's the first word in the title. Don't fear the Reaper. That was your number two. David thought he went Fetterman. Yeah. Burning for you. Something happened. I just had to make that right. It feels good. He was uh, thinking burning for toast. <laughs> burning for toast. <laughs> By the way, I just had a memory of that song. Do you have any recollection, Scott, of maybe, I don't know, 25, 30 years ago being on a beach in Cancun? With me, Donnie, Jimmy, acoustic guitars doing that song? No. Okay. But I could have been. I don't know if that was a dream or if that happened. I, I, it happened. It was with fun. With an acoustic guitar. I don't yeah, everybody that. had acoustics there. Were we singing? I don't think you were singing. And I certainly wasn't singing because I can't sing. Hmm. Anyway. All right. News update, David. Well, authorities in Texas have arrested a man from Jordan living here illegally. Uh, who was studying how to build bombs for a possible attack against Jewish people. Hmm. Yeah, uh, this is a 20-year-old named Sohaib Aboyash. Sure, as far as you know, that's how it's pronounced. Okay. Um, yeah, he's he was here on a, a visa, a tourism visa in 2016, left about two months later, but then came back uh, using a Palestine passport. He returned to the United States in June of 2019. And so he was trying to go through the asylum process, was not um, approved for that, but apparently had been spending some time at the range and uh, had been learning how to build bombs with the intent of shooting up and bombing a Jewish community center. My goodness, man. Well, that's the good news. That he's been caught, yeah. yeah. Yes, but it also certainly brings concern. That's an understatement. Especially when, you know, I look, you know, up at the news monitor right now, and it's talking about the United States uh, calling for Israel for a pause in this ground invasion. Okay. Well, Israel's already said that's not happening. No. And the whole thing about a ceasefire with Hamas or somehow a two-state solution or talks of peace, there, there isn't any... They've already said it. I mean, again, man, the Hamas leader earlier this week talking about they're going to do this again and again. We're not ashamed to say this with full force. We must teach Israel a lesson, and we will do this again and again. The Al-Aqsa flood is the first time, and there will be a second, a third, a fourth, because we have the determination, the resolve, and the capabilities to fight. I mean, even NBC had a reporter, had it earlier, asking how can you call for a ceasefire when there's going to be more attacks. Right. I mean, and you kind of see it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Hamas wants a ceasefire, sort of to regather, put a plan together for the next attack. That would be insane for Israel to do. And I would guess that you have people that are out protesting, either knowing exactly what the game is and they want to get rid of the Jews or they're just dumb people out there holding signs and really don't understand what it's about. That's kind of what it comes down to, especially the clip you had earlier this week, David, with the college students. Yeah. But, hey, you know what you're signing up for here? You know, well, first of all, if you're gay, you're going to get killed. 
Because she's like, what? Huh? I don't know if I'm okay with that. Yeah. Then I guess you don't really understand this whole game. Ah, the more you know. Women's rights. Mm-hmm. You know, little things like that. Pretty wild. All right, Scott, you ready for your big three of yeah, the day? let's go, man. All right, here we go. Are you ready? One, two, three. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day. Trifecta. Up by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Well, again, that's another weekend coming up, buddy. You and me, let's go do something. Yes. What is, okay, fine. Are you going to be there or not? You won't. Got you. <laughs> I'm ready. Gosh dang it. Three. He'll get back to you. Uh, You want to talk about food insecurity? Yeah. uh, Well, the president said 24 million Americans now suffer from food insecurity. NBC anchors were shocked that there's food insecurity in the richest country in the world. Quote, post, quote. ABC turned uh, insecurity into hunger. All right. Let's stop the presses for just a second. Take a deep breath, everybody. Rachel Sheffield who researches welfare policy at the Heritage Foundation, explains this. Food insecurity is not the same thing as hunger. It just means they had to rely on cheaper foods, store brand alternatives, or reduce variety. Really? The alarm about food insecurity is based on, well, yes, even the U.S. Department of Agriculture. In its fine print, admits that for most food insecure households, the inadequacies were in the form of reduced quality and variety of food rather than insufficient quantity. She said these people always want to create a crisis. Government programs want to keep things going so they can benefit from them. Simple as that. So careful with the food insecurity nonsense now. Again, wouldn't you love to see that poll? What Americans really think food insecurity is compared to the way that it's really defined. How it's measured, yeah. Yeah. Wow, man. Now, on with the countdown. That's a good story. Uh, the Scott Robbins trifecta top three. Two. Uh, number two, Corey Bush. Uh, she had an attempt at calling for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it is rather interesting. Uh, Corey Bush this week said, well, she sent, a, sent to Congress a letter attempting to save lives. She said, I was not sent to Congress to have my constituents tax dollars buy bombs to kill thousands of innocent Palestinian men, women, and children. We choose peace and love. Now, this is rich coming from Cory Bush. Just so happens that Cory's district has the highest murder rate in the country. Have a seat, Cory. Shut up about your peace and love and the death of innocents, Okay. Just keep saying it. Then what's Israel supposed to do, Corey? Yeah. What are they supposed to do? Maybe you should focus on what's going on in St. Louis, your district. That'd be a start. Yes. And the countdown continues. Gosh, dang. Yeah, the Scott Robbins trifecta. And finally, one. Uh, Number one, uh, we have a feel-good story about a shoplifter. (laughs) Good. (laughs) I I like this story, but it it lacks some detail, but bear with me here. Uh, stores you walk into, load up $1,000 worth of merchandise, and walk right out. Nobody tries to stop you. We've seen this time and time again. Yep. Well, this store has a security guard who isn't going to let you casually stroll out with anything you haven't paid for. Now, this is the video that I've seen. 
It also, in the store, has a sniper armed with two-liter bottles of soda. Let me explain. There is not much information on this, uh, where or when it happened. It's an 18-second video making the rounds now. Oh, I've seen it. Have you? Okay. Yes. Security guard walking towards the front of the store just before a guy with a backpack comes into view. The man appears to be in a hurry, but it stopped in his tracks when the security guard cuts off his path to the exit. He's stealing stuff. The security guard uses a couple of carts to keep the would-be thief from making a break for it. They appear to be talking to one another, do a little cart dancing near the front of the store, back and forth. The shoplifter then decides, hey, it's time for me to leave. He pushes the carts and the security guard towards the door. It appears now when you look at it, it's created just enough daylight between himself and the cart to make an escape. Now, little did this guy know that one of these store employees is a trained two-liter wielding assassin. He picked up his preferred weapons and crept in the range. Once in range, the employee lifted the two-liter bottle over the guy's head and let it fly. Boom! Dropped him like a bad habit. Was that a two-liter that he hit him with? Knocked him out, yes. Because it looks smaller. I couldn't tell from the video, but all of a sudden it does. The dude gets clocked yeah, in the head and he's down. clocked in the head with the two-liter. <laughs> knocked him cold. That's the way it's done. No. I don't know, two- man. I think it's time for some common sense two-liter control. <laughs> right. Watch out for it, man. And there you have it. Or are it's you a, a weapon of war. Two I'm a, liters. I'm a two-liter amendment uh, enthusiast, actually. <laughs> I've got my uh, two-liter card with me. I can use it whenever I want. Uh, One thing real quick. This happens, you've told me, Scott, after we do a Friday Five. Yeah. Because we run out of time before we get to all the honorable mentions and all that. And mentioned we had it today with songs with don't in the title. There were some honorable mentions we didn't have time for. Oh, yeah, lots of them. That we could knock out just in a minute's time. Yeah, we got good ones, too. Yeah, because we had... Journey, Blue Oyster Cult, ELO, Tom Petty, Simple Minds, there was your top five, and a bunch of honorable mentions as a couple, and people were trying to call in and didn't get to it. But don't look back from Boston. That was big and a test of time. Yep. No doubt about it. Um, so that was there. Then there was... Don't dream it's over. Crowded house. You played that one at your top forty. Absolutely. That was a big. That was a big band for like one album, right? That like one song. Well, they had another big one. Yeah, something so. Was it something so? I don't know. Something, something so, so strong. Strong. Thank you. Yeah. I have no idea how I remember that. I played that one too. Yeah. Oh, and then the other one. Uh, Cinderella. Okay. David gave an eight for test of time on that. My throat hurts when I hear that guy. Yeah. I like Tom Keeper. Oh, I yeah. like Tom Keeper, too, but man. And then there was, yes, Richard Marks, Don't Me Nothing. With the great Joe Walsh on guitar. That's true. We did yes. get a number of calls, and I feel like as the millennial on the show, I may have uh, screwed this one up. A uh, number of calls for no We're not doubts. ashamed to say this with full force. We must... Yes. What? For, Go ahead, sorry. I don't... I got insanity in my headphones. I'm not fettering <laughs> out again, am I? <laughs> Poor David. Got a number of calls for uh, No Doubts Don't Speak. Oh, you mentioned that yesterday, uh, Scott. Yeah. Big record. But you didn't have it. it didn't no, make not your my list. five. I mean, no, it, I, did it make my list? I'm no, not sure. it didn't. Okay, I'm sorry. I made my meant to put it on my list. I didn't. Yeah, that would have been. That was big. Don't speak. Yeah. No doubt. Okay. We got another news update to uh, get to. 
Um, also, Nimrod's in the news. And, of course, Scott, great job with the trifecta, as always. It's really been an honor for me. Okay. See you yeah. this weekend, okay? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. The cost of everything is crazy right now, and the shopping season is only adding more pressure. Especially if you're one of the millions of Americans who've already had to put things like groceries on credit and the bills just keep piling up. Now's the time to pay off that debt and get your finances under control before the holiday season. If you're a homeowner, American Financing can help you access the equity in your home for instant savings. They're saving homeowners just like you an average of $700 a month. And if you start today, you may be able to delay two mortgage payments, giving you some extra holiday funds. It costs absolutely nothing. Nothing to find out how much you can save. The holidays are going to be here before you know it, so call their salary-based mortgage consultants today. American Financing, call 866-890-7811. That's 866-890-7811. 866-890-7811. Or check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334. Okay, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh, the Hezbollah leader was speaking earlier today. Called uh, the United States the Great Satan. Oh, that's, oh there you un- go. that's so tired. That's been trotted out a million times. Uh, Can't but we also, come up with something else? Yes, he did. Okay. This is new. This is fresh. All right. Um, you know who committed the gruesome massacres of Jews? No, who did that? Israelis. Ah. Wow. Okay. All right. Oh, there you go. Enough. Right. Wasn't Hamas. No, of course not. Mm-hmm. And you have a news update, David? I do. It's from uh, Donald Trump. He's uh, He was given a speech in Houston, and he started talking about the whole uh, protecting women's sports thing. You've got to do it, especially in sports like weightlifting, right? Yes. Uh, because there are a lot of dudes who say they're women competing with actual women and beating them. Uh, and denying girls spots in, in competitions. Um, and I just, this is a longer piece of audio. I know we don't have a lot of time, so I'll just get right to it because there's so much that's so good when oh. Trump is doing this. You know, with golf, you still have to sink a putt. But, you know, with weightlifting, that's down and dirty. That's how much can you lift. The one story is a young woman who was a great champion weightlifter, 
and she's going to break this record and she gets up. It's 216 or something pounds like that. It's a lot. And I shouldn't do this because the first lady hates, hates me when I do it. She said, please don't do the weightlifting. It's not presidential. I said, but the crowds like it. <laughs> well, I wouldn't do this at a State of the Union speech. So she gets over that big barbell and she gets it up and she's so proud of herself. She gets it up. Oh, she's got it. The mother's going, go, baby, go. You can do it. You can do it, baby. I love you so much. And she, and just bad news, bad things are happening. Uh, uh, Mom, I'm sorry. Uh, Mom, I didn't do a poem. Didn't do it. Then a guy comes along, he's next. He goes over the bar, looked at, bing, bong, bong, bong. I think they broke the record by 150 pounds, okay? <laughs> That's the... <laughs> It is. It's a stand-up actor. <laughs> That's totally him and his element right there. Jeez. Yeah. Well, there was the one league that just changed the rules after last weekend. A bunch of women said, we're not doing this. The grappling? Yeah. Yeah. They had changed the rules. I saw Officer Tatum had it on <laughs> his channel. They were talking about all he could keep saying was because this woman that came out and spoke about her experience, like as soon as I started grappling, I knew this person was different. That's a... It's a man. She still won. And all Tatum kept saying was, you got beat by a girl. Yeah. Just over and over and over. It was absolutely hilarious. All right, we got to get to Nimrods. Here we go. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news go to East Haven, Connecticut. Michael Marshall got pulled over the other day. Why? Well, he uh, put fake police lights on his car to beat traffic and get to work faster. Sure, that is effective. Yeah. Uh, car spotted his Dodge Challenger on the highway with red and blue lights flashing. So they ran the plate, saw it wasn't registered to any law enforcement agency. Michael did admit he was using them to get through traffic just to make the commute a little quicker. Um, it was just before 9 a.m., so he did end up being late to work that day. They towed his car, too, arrested him, released oh, him on $5,000 bond. Brutal. Doing court. Speaking of driving, there was a driving instructor in the Netherlands. He was fined because his 17-year-old student was caught speeding a couple days ago. He was going 95 in an 80-mile-an-hour zone. That's only 15 miles over. It's not that bad. Nah. Grabs your attention. is 80 mile an hour. That's cool. Yeah. The teacher tried to say, this is the funny part to me, uh, I was just showing the student that speeding doesn't actually save that much time. (laughs) (laughs) Cops did not buy that at all. And then a woman in Australia was arrested. She was running onto the tarmac, attempting to stop a flight without leaving without her. Like, stop, I'm on the flight. Well, you can't do that. She was arrested. And that's Nimrod's in the news.